And this is the second half of SmackDown Review. Don't have the first half because I wasn't there. I apologize. I was really busy, but I did make it, make it an effort to be back for the second half of SmackDown. And let me tell you, folks, the second half of SmackDown, not going to lie, I gave four corner posts. First off was the card, the women's title match, which in my opinion is not the women's title match, let's be honest, it's the SmackDown World title match. So it's the SmackDown World title match between Bianca Belair and Carmella. And this was actually a really, really good match. No BS. I thought it was a wonderful match. They started it at the top of the hour, which right off the top, I thought that it was going to be like a 30-minute match or at least a 20-25 minute match. It was a 13-minute match, but that was still long enough. That was a great, beautiful match. Um, I loved how to freaking... I called it in January, first of all. And I've noticed since I called it, I'm not saying I'm the one who said it and it was done because obviously not. But I noticed since I did call it, it back in January, that it's been do- done. Bianca's Belair, Bianca Belair's hair is being put to full use. Full use. And just last night with Carmella, I've seen it too. And of course, Bianca Belair wins. I knew that was going to happen. But in my opinion, if. If the challenger would have been Charlotte Flair, the result would have been different, in my opinion. Oh, by the way, there was a rumor going around that Harry Smith, actually, the son of the British Bulldog, was actually in the dark match in in tonight's SmackDown. The crowd is back at SmackDown last night. Not tonight. (laughs) Next up, Cesaro versus Otis. Now, one... Cesaro is like number one in my bet book. Right next to freaking uh, Nick Aldis. Hands down. I think Cesaro, I've been rooting for Cesaro the last seven years. He should have been world champion. He should have been world champion like five or six times over in my opinion. But that's regardless of the case. He's up against Bobby Hill himself, Otis. It's Cesaro versus Otis, and Otis looks exactly like a grown ass Bobby Hill. Now, Shorty G, let me tell you something. Shorty G is doing a freaking great, great, wonderful, unbelievable job of putting Otis over. Hands down. What I didn't like, though, I'm not here to criticize, but what I didn't like is the video package. It really felt so weak and just outdated. It just, it felt like they were presenting Mantar for the first time. The way they, the pit package was put together. It really was nothing that you're going to look at and be like, ooh, he's dangerous. But he gave freaking Cesaro a run for his money and those freaking hooks, the hooks that he was clubbing Cesaro with when Cesaro was in the corner, it was just, a, it was a so Vader like. Like he really, and the way he beat Cesaro up at the end of the match, it was, just, to me, it was the new age Vader. The match ended early, but it was the new, to me, it was the new, new age Vader. That's who Otis is going to get put over at. And they, I hope they keep pushing him as so. That was a great match. He definitely freaking Otis and Cesaro definitely showed their asses. Cesaro gave him the world title already. Stop screwing with him. Next on this list, 
Oh yeah, there we have one, two, three, four. Four men in a fatal four-way. It was Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. This is personally, I'm not going to lie, folks. Like, this was a good match. I personally, this is the reason I don't pay attention to the Raw or SmackDown main events. Because just like the uh, Impact opening matches, the Raw and SmackDown main events most likely are just a shitload of guys. And at the end of the match, it gets nowhere. Like, literally. And these are four guys. I watched to the end, and to me, like, the ending, it was like, it was almost predictable. And I, I honestly think out of all of them, should have gave it to Shinsuke Nakamura. Because everybody knows Shinsuke's not going to freaking win the money in the bank, bank briefcase. They're ready to freaking king of the ring. But everybody already knows that. But they gave it to Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins is already a fair favorite. So there was no reason to get by opinion. There was no reason to give it to him. Everybody already knew he most likely will win anyway. <laughs> anyway. For Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm sorry. He's doing a good job. Even though he just got freaking the crowd. The king of the ring. In which I hope. I hope that's how they're, treat, they're treating. They should treat the king of the ring. If if they don't want to have a tournament once a year for the King of the Ring or on SmackDown or Raw or whatever the case is, they should just treat the King of the Ring as like the television championship almost. You know what I'm saying? Like just the hard workers get the King of the Ring. Like they did back with Duggan and DiBiase. Well, DiBiase actually won it, but with Duggan and Haku and, you know, back in that era. But I personally do not see Nakamura winning any world championships in WWE for at least another three years. Hands down. My predicted winner is either. These are one, two, one or two winners. Either Seth Rollins or Big E. And Seth Rollins obviously makes perfect sense because of Roman Reigns. If, if Seth Rollins wins... He's going to face... Well, either way, let me rephrase that. He's going to face Roman Reigns at next year's WrestleMania 38. That's my prediction. And it's going to build and build and build. Same thing with Big E. Because they still have to big build Big E as a competitor to actually that's able to take out Roman Reigns. That's why, in my opinion, it's going to be one of the two. Big E or Seth Rollins. Hopefully Big E. That'd be great. Now. This match started... And I was so heated because once this freaking Fatal 4-Way match started, within 10 seconds, literally 10 seconds of the bell ringing, they went to a commercial break because everybody was, it was a car crash out on the freaking floor. And I'm like, you're, you're kidding me, right? Like, that's the way you started. No. <laughs> I was up, like I said, this is, I usually don't watch the main events of Raw or SmackDown because this is why. It's just a shitload of people they throw in the match, just like Impact, and it's a car crash. And you're just like, oh, really? Commercial break? Didn't see that one coming. And in my opinion, Kevin Owens, okay? If Roman Reigns is the number one heel of SmackDown, or probably even freaking WWE, well, Bobby Lashley's the number one heel of Raw, but Roman Reigns is the number one heel of SmackDown, who is the number two heel? You know what I'm saying? Like, WWE needs to start building Kevin Owens as that number two heel on SmackDown. 
they have no clue what they're missing out on, too. Promos, he cuts, wrestling ability, the whole nine. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the second hour of SmackDown, the review. Definitely gets more cold and that was it was phenomenal. Great seeing the crowd back. It was great seeing good action. Even though I have some hate on the main event, the main event, the action itself was still great. Uh, it sends everybody falling to the outside in the car crash and going to commercial break within ten seconds of the start. Why? Why would you do that? If you did that, like, why wouldn't anybody change the channel and keep the channel changed? Like, oh, well, didn't see anything interesting. It's 10 seconds of the freaking match. Who the hell wants to watch that? And then you go to commercial break. They're just going to change it and most likely forget that they were in the middle of watching a match. The main event at that. Political is radio, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for listening.